0: Okay, let's go from that small group discussion to a large group discussion. We have 15 minutes left, all right? And here's the plan is we'll get into this myth stuff. We'll process it out. It's going to set us up for looking at The Hobbit tomorrow. So you're going to come in tomorrow? Yeah, I know. We're going to do Riddles in the Dark from The Hobbit. If you want to read it ahead of time, go for it. If you haven't seen the movie, maybe tonight, I don't know. If you know nothing about Hobbit, then maybe talk with someone who does or check it out on you know, Wikipedia or something like that. i look at the Hobbit page. But maybe read a little summary about it just so you can come in uh, with some sense of what's going on. I showed a little bit in class already. But well, we're going to look at riddles in the dark to kind of help us understand this concept of myth, where we realize that this story helps us understand this story better. Uh, but even more so, come on, don't miss it. Ready? There's Bilbo is in a cave talking with a creature who's turning into a shadow and he has to answer these riddles, these paradoxes in order to save his life and get out into the light. Thank you, Tolkien. (laughs) Pretty cool, right? So if some of us don't see those bigger metaphors that Tolkien's doing with these stories, I just want us to realize like the depth and breadth of this story and what it can do for us. So at least go check out those fun riddles. Um, Super cool. All right. Go team. Cool. And then next week we'll look at fellowship of the rings and we'll look at the book of outgrade this stuff and we'll look at it and we'll just kind of piece together the rest of the semester. Crazy, it's almost done. Ah. All right. Cool quotes on myth. What do you got? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you got? I was wondering if we can like go over the bottom one uh, on the left hand side of page 66. Those confusing. Which one? Uh, which "The challenges give all ordinary a measure of gentleness." Yeah. So we're talking about stories that help us understand this story, right? So we read in Tolkien, you know, Tolkien, a little bit with the ants, and they come alive and they fight. And they're so we have this enchanted tree, this magical tree that makes golden apples or whatever, right? And we see them, like, that's so cool. And then we walk over here to, not kidding, the 400-year-old elm tree right on our campus. Makes me wonder, like, What's going on with that tree? Does that make sense? It's just kind of like the mystery, mythical, fun, magical stuff maybe gets us to reconsider our own world a little bit. Does that help explain it? What's been helpful all day is students who do this. Take out the word tree and put in people. Enchanted people, mysterious people, superheroes, Gandalf, gives all ordinary people a measure of enchantment. And then we start realizing actually I am I'm not ordinary, am I? I got a God in me and I'm unique. Like that it just kinda of like wakes up the imagination a little bit more. Yeah? So so is it worth then reading Harry Potter? You know, you read about the wizardry in there and you're like, man, you know what, I would do cool stuff like that. People are cool, you know. Yeah? Especially the kid with the zigzag whatever, you know, in the hall. Is that helpful? Good question. That's why we're here. Like just trying to see the power. Really, what we're looking at is the power of story, the power of myth, and how uh, in this class, especially realizing it's, it's almost essential, isn't it? If we're not tapping into this stuff, we're missing out. How about another one. Do it. Come on, do it. You got it. So yeah, go for it. Oh, it's so great. That one's. We got to talk about that one. So yeah, go for it. We need joy. The birth of Christ is the... E- catastrophe. What a great word. <laughs> what? The resurrection is the catastrophe of the story of the incarnation. This story begins and ends in joy. There is no tale ever told that men would rather find as true, and none which so many skeptical men have accepted as true on its own merits. Yeah. Why did you pick that one? Um, <laughs> you highlighted it. Why? I don't know, I just liked it. It Like joy, it seems happy. Yeah, right? Amen. That's something that's beautiful about myth is we like it. We don't have to know why, do we? You stand in front of a waterfall and you're just like, this is awesome. I don't know why. (laughs) It's called sublime, right? But I think the key there that that resonated with you, maybe others, me especially. I love that quote. We need joy. It's not like, man, I wish I could have joy in my life. It's what? Without joy we die. We need joy. Well, why Christmas? It's filled with what? Gifts and joy and hope and craziness. Right? Like it's it's meant to be a joyful holiday. Now there's pain for sure with all the family brokenness and the heartbreak in our world, but that's the whole point, is the joys coming into the world, right? Is that helpful? Yeah, and you catastrophe. Catastrophe is the worst possible thing. You, catastrophe is the best possible thing. And the best possible thing, what? Happened! The best possible thing that could ever happen is God comes down to earth and saves us as a gift because he loves us. And wait, it what? It happened? Um, you don't have to raise your hand here. I've had it happen a few times in my career where I've had students who've never read the Bible pick it up and start reading it. What do they usually find out? It's a pretty cool story, like it's crazy. Most of us just kind of grew up with it or had it thrown at us, or have been given little cut and paste pieces of it with verses here and there, right? But to encounter for the first time, I had a girl who came running into my room, Mr. D, Mr. D, 1 Corinthians 13, like, have you read that? I'm like, well, I mean, I teach it. Right? Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Like this, this love is, it's awesome. I never really realized what love was. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's really cool. But like, she'd never seen it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. There's people who've never read this. All right? And so you have this sense where Tolkien realizes if you pick up the Bible and read it, it's actually what? It's pretty awesome story. So awesome that you're likely to think it's what? Too good to be true. Does that make sense? Tolkien never said the Bible was a bad, or sorry, C.S. Lewis, while he was an atheist, never said that it was a bad story. He actually called it the beautiful lie. He's like, it's an awesome story, it's just not true. right? The thing is, is that it's what? That's what converted him. He's like, wait, it's the true one? I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like that's kind of cool. The other thing is that do we need to add anything to the Bible to help people understand it to be true? That's why the Gideons, they got something. Stick it in the hotel room. Like they really are onto something there. Because you pick it up and start reading it. Does it speak for itself? Pretty much. It's powerful. That's why some of you in the room are going to be Bible freaks. You're going to love just getting Bibles into people's hands. Have you ever done that? Have you ever given anybody a good book? Oh, you've you got to read this book. And most of us are giving out other books because we already all have five or six Bibles. <laughs> There's some of us like, no, no, you gotta read this book. This book is awesome. Go read the Bible, cause it's what. It's awesome. If you think mere Christianity is good, well, go read Romans. <laughs> Holy cow, right? Yeah. So thanks for getting us there, Mr. Chuck. Come on, how about one or two more? We still got a little bit of time. Yeah, what do you got? Um, I love the top one on 157. I've heard it before, but just- yeah. Why don't you read it for us? It's so great. Go right after- why was I chosen? Gandalf replied, You may be sure that it was not for any merit that others do not possess, mm. nor for power or wisdom at any rate, but you have been chosen, and you must therefore use strength and heart and wits as you have. Mm. So good, isn't it? And part of like, why? Why do we like that quote so much? Because it's, I mean, a lot of times we feel, like, entitled like, when things happen, or you're, like, frustrated, like, I didn't want this, but yeah. kind of like God gives in all of this equally, and there's not, like, there wasn't any, I mean, like was any like special he's chosen, he's chosen. just you. You the so yeah. not I mean, It fits the disciples like they're fishermen. You, hey, you, you, you. Let's go. Oh, okay. You know, like, that that that's grace. He just picks us because he loves us and because he'll he'll empower us to do. It. He's not going to call us on a journey that he's not going to equip us to do. Oh well, okay. I'll say yes to that. Right. Pretty cool. But also, does anybody know the Shema? I think I'm saying it right, the Shema. It's the the most important verse in the Old Testament for the Jews. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. <laughs> what did he tell Frodo to use? <laughs> if you're not catching this, Tolkien's a Christian author. What did he just slide into one of the coolest quotes for Frodo? The Shema. (laughs) Hey, Frodo, use your heart, strength, and mind to do your quest. It's right there. Or when Galadriel says, do not let your hearts be troubled. She's quoting who? Jesus. That's cool. Tolkien weaves that stuff in in really clever ways. Wits. Thanks for getting us there. By the way, all those out there who are having fun with predestination and free will, Frodo is what? He was chosen by who? Yeah, I mean it's interesting, by Tolkien, who chose who? <laughs> who told, who chose Tolkien? <laughs> so you have God choosing Tolkien, and then Tolkien creates a world. We're not doing Silmarillion, but in the Silmarillion we learn about Uru Ilvatar, who is a creator god, a theistic creator god who creates all of Middle Earth. And he's in control of all of it. So who chose? Frodo. Uru chose Frodo. Uru chose Gandalf to choose Frodo. So Frodo was what? Totally chosen. Yet at the same time, what did Frodo do at Rivendell? He chose to do it. Isn't that kind of fun? So it's what? It really is, Paul. Kind of cool, okay? Have you been chosen? I mean, be the student who says, well, God didn't pick me for doing awesome things for his kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I I didn't know though he says what in scripture. He wants all to be saved. He died for all, right? He pours out his spirit on what? All flesh. So we all got what? We all got picked. We're all his kids. We're all the beloved. Isn't that cool good team. All right. We'll end with this one. Uh, I want to go here. There's no didactic prescription of the right way to live. It's the fourth one from the bottom on the last page there. In other words, instead of moralizing about the corruptness of men and their damnation through their sins, demanding that one must be good and turn the other cheek in the face of adversity, Tolkien has has Frodo show compassion to Gollum, and we believe it. We watch it. Gollum wants to kill Frodo, and Frodo's nice to him. That's powerful. I mean, for a year, right? Like, for how many months they have to deal with that? The temptation to of Boromir is more eloquent than many sermons, and we listen to it. Now, I'll end class with this one. This will be fun. Your Bible teacher will give you permission for this one. Who's heard a sermon on sin, temptation, and if you fall into temptation, it can bring destruction? Who's heard a sermon on that? Or a youth pastor talk about that? Who's watched Lord of the Rings and watched Boromir do it? So basically, when you're watching Lord of the Rings, can you learn the same stuff you learned in a sermon? Ooh, so what are you allowed to do? There we go. All right. Go watch Lord of the Rings for your sermon. Maybe. Can you learn that same kind of stuff? Actually, that's why Jesus did Sermon on the Mount and then told what? Stories. Yeah. Go tell on the mountain, right? Go tell the stories. Stories are powerful. Maybe just as powerful as a sermon. Actually, maybe what? Oh, uh, oh. maybe more powerful. See you guys. Nice job. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.